Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This episode of Play the Bay is brought to you by betonline.ag. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet online has you covered for all news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And now, play the bay. <laughs> From Channel Side Drive, where Lord Stanley Cup rests. Time kicks down the Lightning with the Stanley Cup. Travel across the bridge to St. Pete to find our American League champs. And the Tampa Bay Rays have just won the American League pennant. And get ready to fire the cannon. Lob pass toward the end zone. Gronkowski makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. What a great grab by Gronk. Because it's time. For another episode of Play the Bay. Bay. Welcome back to another episode of Play the Bay presented by Believe Podcast Network and Three Daughters Brewing. And we made it to draft week. Draftastic. We get to talk about the NFL. So And we have a special guest. We have a special guest, Jordan Arard Coupe. Tell them about yourself, Jordan. Hello. Yes. Yeah. So I host my YouTube channel, Sporty Jordy. I post weekly videos. And then me and Kaylee, I, we co-host Onside Chicks every Wednesday night. And basically just talk all things NFL every week. Mm-hmm. Which I love because I'm I'm jealous. We have to cover the Rays and Lightning, so but I prefer NFL. <laughs> not, not today. Wouldn't I have it? <laughs> he sent me a text like well, the group text that we guys like no Rays. <laughs> and I'm like I'm okay with that. I knew we were going hey. into this. We we're gonna talk, you know, NFL Everyone and draft all down. show. I still want the Rays. I have the Lightning. <laughs> yes, okay. I was like I was like the uh the Indian in that uh, old advertising campaign with the one tier just falling down. Yes, I was like, no, I I knew we were gonna talk about NFL in the draft all show. I, I I'm prepared for that. <laughs> That's why I didn't wear any like I'm I didn't wear any Rays garb or any lightning lightning garb at all. I'm, I'm just I'm wearing my Stratton Oakmont t-shirt and, and we're good to go. We're gonna talk draft, man. I'm excited. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to strike a nerve. No, no, not at all. No, not at all. They, they always like to do this to me each and every show for, you know, talking things. At least for a minute or two. Lightning. Yeah, it's all good. It's just because, like, one time Evan was like, you know, I'll never get as hype about football as I do about baseball. And so we're like, okay, weird. And so we've just been messing with him about it ever since. But Kind of harping on him ever since. Yeah, yeah they, they actually have been. So, yeah, it's all good. Whatever. Famous last words. Yes, exactly. Famous last words, whatever. Okay. <laughs> All right, you literally. Guys you guys can go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a do you have an IPA of the day? <clears throat> I've got the new Circle Hook IPA from our uh, our sponsors and partners, uh Three Daughters Brewing. Very good IPA. Make sure to go to Three Daughters Brewing. And yes, and Chip is drinking the double hooked IPA. Uh make sure to go up there, get uh some six packs. They've got the 32 ounce big boy cans, which I have one left. I have the maple bacon stout. Uh, make sure to go up there, man. That sounds good. 
it is actually it a is, breakfast item. It, it's like a thing. midday. If, if you're looking for kind of like a, like, a, yeah, the morning would be good with maybe some pancakes. And then uh, if you're looking kind of for like a pre-dinner or like eating a steak, like that would be good Ooh. too. Maple bacon stout with a steak. It, it's phenomenal. It takes like the bacon flavor in it is not too overpowering. The maple's there. And then it's just, yeah, it's a great stout. So make sure to go up bacon, to bacon, uh, beer, and steak. I wonder what guy would hate that meal. <laughs> uh, Jake yeah. Paul. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Evan, I, saw, I saw your tweet. Somebody knock out Jake Paul. I'm waiting. It'll be That's, the happiest yeah, thing to happen. That- that this that conversation is just for a whole other show because I could go off about that whole thing. Yeah, that's a whole different show. We'll we'll, we'll talk let's about not, it. Let's show. not do yeah, it because not, I don't know anything about that. Don't do it. You, you well, you don't watch UFC and MMA to begin no. with. And when it comes to like this boxing stuff with Jake Paul pissing off every single MMA fighter out there and and boxers included, it's like it would take two hour, three four hours of other shows to to talk about that because it's just. Yeah, it's bonkers with that idiot. I wish just somebody would knock him out. Just somebody. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> just, just flatness. And his brother's going to fight Floyd Mayweather. Like what? I know. Month? That's going to be very funny. So, I know yeah. the one thing that I wanted to knock out when I first came down here to Florida, catching huge fish. Boom. I mean, Kaylee, look at that. Everybody what knows that, right? What a transition. I mean, that's what I'm saying. So really excited to talk about one of our new sponsors, Monster Bass. This is the best, fun, affordable way to get the best new baits in the industry delivered to your door each month. So this is going to be hand-picked baits where you live. No more guessing. No more just hard work. The pros send it to you and bring it to you right at your door. It's basically like having your own fishing guide at your doorstep every month. They're quickly becoming one of the fastest-growing bass fishing subscription services in the U.S., so if you want to catch bigger bass, head over to monsterbass.com and use the code TAMPA10 to get $10 off your first box. Sign up at monsterbass.com. Thank you, Monster Bass. What a great King transition. of transitions. I mean, that was flawless. Yeah, no, that was pretty <laughs> We're still going fishing, right? I saw yeah. Mortal Kombat Daily. this past I saw I saw Mortal Kombat this yeah. past weekend. Flawless victory. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I, so uh, was that good? I, that was good. Oh yeah. You okay. think I heard mixed reviews and then I was forced. No, to no, Mortal see. Kombat. Don't see it. It sucked. <laughs> okay. I thought we were oh, talking wow. about the transition. Yeah, transition. <laughs> transition. Transition was great. Transition. Was great. Ten out of ten. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> don't watch it. It's <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say I heard mixed reviews and then I was like forced to watch it. I don't really do that stuff, but you know, I was forced. So, all right, let's talk NFC South draft picks, oh, yeah. needs, all of that thing. Well, we're going to do play the GM and we each have a team where we're going to talk about what move we would make if we were that team. So let's just start with the NFC South, what their needs are coming up in this draft. We'll start with the Buccaneers because this is probably uh, the team that has the least amount of needs in this division. But Evan, <laughs> Evan, you start. I guess let's talk a little bit about the Buccaneers offseason, what they need, and what they're going to be looking for heading into Thursday. You know, it's 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 weird because the needs are they're few. It's not a lot. <laughs> what I mean, do you mean? Right. Team that has everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you bring back all the toys to the chest. And yeah. I mean, obviously you're going into this draft kind of going, okay, we're just draft 
drafting for depth now. I mean, obviously they've got a, a they've got a couple of guys on the defense that are older. I mean, and Sue's thirty four. JPP's in his thirties as well. I mean, if you're going to go into the draft, you're going to go in saying, okay, maybe we need to draft a guy that's going to replace one of those guys next year or the year after. Because obviously, both you know, both on one year deals. Sue's yeah. probably this is probably Sue's last year, so you may want to draft a guy that's going to replace yeah. him, or you could go the other way. I mean, you could you could pull back out. You could you know trade out of the 32 spot and then maybe draft a quarterback. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of like a weird situation where the bucks could have a dartboard in front of them and just throw at and whatever sticks on that position, they can say, okay, we're drafting for that need because right now they could just draft best available. Whoever's on the board. They don't really need to go out and get a specific position. So if, if I'm the bucks and I'm at 32 and if I'm Jason Light, if I'm the GM right now, I'm on the clock. I'm not going to trade out of 32. I'm going to stay there. I'm probably going to either go edge or defensive tackle at 32. That's that's my opinion. Because right now they just, you know, when you bring back everybody, it's like you don't really need much because you've got everybody back. You're just drafting for guys that are, are for depth or they're for the future. And right now, you know, that's probably what they're going to go for is, is for guys that's going to replace one of the older guys on, on the defense. So that's my GM thought for the day for the Bucks. So what do you nice. guys think? I know today we <clears throat> saw the news. They exercised the fifth-year option on Vita Vey, and you just mentioned two guys are on the defensive line. Obviously, they're in one-year deals. So yeah. you would think, doesn't, doesn't that kind of stick out as your, I would guess, maybe your primary need? I mean, that's what I would think. Yeah, and I, I'm looking at a guy. He's from Washington. Is Levi? On, I'm not even gonna say his last name. By the way, it's just on. Uh, yep. We'll, on we'll, we'll let you go on that one. Starts with a no. Uh, he did go. <laughs> him and Viavea were teammates um, when they went to college together. So that's a plus with them. And he could he could fit in a four three defense, which you know Todd Bowles and his defensive schemes are, are fit for that because I know they switched back from a three four to a four three this year. So they Levi could go on Saruki. Thank you, Levi on Saruki, Washington. Six with the le- with the layup with the last name. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, you got it. So he so he's a guy that could definitely fit in the position. He could definitely, you know, replace Sue when Sue is gone. If he if whenever Sue decides to retire, so that's a guy they can they could go after on thirty two who could probably fit in there and and learn from the older guys. And when it's time to retire, he could just fit right in and just slide right in. So. That's a guy I I've been actually been looking at a lot for the Bucks who could probably they could probably draft at thirty two if on the Bucks I don't know what what do you guys think? what I mean you know from from an outside perspective from you three because you have your perspective teams what what do you think the Bucks should do going into this draft Don't all answer at once <laughs> I think well. I definitely think they should go defense I saw a lot that they were thinking about going receiver because there are going to be a lot of receivers in the later round I just don't think that's as pressing I think they're in a very good position and especially if Antonio Brown comes back which seems like he's going to um I just think that's more especially with the age thing even if you don't play you draft this guy at 32 even if you don't play him this year you have him for next year and you can bring him in I think wide receiver it could be though because you're you're still dealing with Godwin on the fifteen year fifteen million dollar one year franchise tag. So I mean, you might want to if you lose, let's say the whole world falls apart, and we don't want it to do that. <laughs> Brady leaves, Godwin leaves, all the one year players you sign leave, and so you're really you're kind of you're not starting at square one ish kind of, but you need to have another wide receiver you can pair 
um, with Evans. Although I think Scooter is still top notch in my in my department. Love Scooter, Scooter Miller. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's maybe why I would think wide receiver as well. That's yeah. Cool. I- I mean, I'm here. I think Jordan's absolutely right. I think just youth in the defense is super important. You look at how pivotal a role the defense played in the playoffs leading into the Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl itself. So I think it's interesting that when you look in the offense, there's a ton of depth, a ton of young guys that they have trusted over the past year to step in and make those big plays. On the defense, there's not really those guys. You have not a ton of depth. You've got a lot of guys that have been franchise guys. They've been there most of their career, or at least for a decent amount of time. So I think you're looking to either replace like a Shaq Barrett, a JPP, or have someone come up behind them, maybe like a true Sam kind of linebacker, or you're looking to fill that spot behind Vita Vez and Dominic Su. Um, but I think defense is definitely the way to go. I just don't know that, especially in the first round, right at that 32 spot, if you're not going to trade it away. I don't know what offensive talent is going to be there that's going to be worth giving up the opportunity to get a higher defensive talent. Well, according to Chris Sims, great transition, by the way, according to Chris (laughs) Sims, Justin Fields may be available at 32 for the Buccaneers to draft him. According to Chris Sims mock draft that he came out with today saying uh, he will be the fifth quarterback taking off at 32 to the Buccaneers. I wanted your guys' thoughts on Chris Sims, the old Chris Sims of of the Buccaneer old saying Justin Fields is going to drop all the way to 32. I hate that. <laughs> I just don't see that happening. I don't either. I just, well, I want I want to know what Chris, know what Chris Sims smokes on a daily basis. <laughs> when he thinks we've seen draft day falls. I mean, we've seen people that were going to go in the top ten ended up going in the twenties, and sometimes later. Um, so, I mean, this is not it's not an uncommon occurrence, but I think with a, a talent of fields. And what he does and how his pro days have looked and, and the buzz around needing a quarterback, um, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening, but no. I mean, listen, if he's there at 32, I'll try. Oh, God. I'm taking it. I think you have to. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's going to learn behind Brady for maybe a year or so. And then, you know, once it's time for Brady to retire, you've got a guy that's, you know, going to fit in there. But th- my issue is if he's there, I always have. My my reservations about Ohio State quarterbacks because they never do well in the NFL. They never do well in the pros. And I that's, hate that stigma. Well, that's the stigma. <laughs> yeah, you need to have, find me hey, an Ohio hey, State quarterback that can do well. Save that till later. Was, you save that till talking? later. We're not talking about that segment now. Okay. Later, save. Right. Save later. All right, we'll put it on okay. pause for now, and then I'll go on my right. Put it on pause. Okay, that's cool. All right, Jordan, go. You got the Saints. You are the GM. Tell me what their needs are. Tell me who you're taking if you are the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, so the Saints are kind of down to skin and bones right now just because of everything <laughs> they had to do to get through the cap. Um, I think mainly their need is cornerback. And with their – what are they, 28? Number one round, – round one, they're picked 28. Yeah. So with the way it's looking, there is no way that Sertan or J.C. Horn is going to be there. I just can't see it. And with the position they're in, I don't think trading up is worth it because there are a lot of cornerbacks that are going to be talented that you can get in the later rounds. If I'm them, I'm taking Greg Newsom the second from Northwestern. You can also get Caleb Farley, either of them, if they're available. I think they're great guys. They have, especially Greg Newsom. he's got the size, he's got the speed. I think he'd be yeah. uh, great alongside Lattimore. It's a guy that he might not be your number one right now, but he can come in and be your number one later if you need him to be. And you don't, like I said, you don't have to waste picks trading up to get him and he's going to fill the need. So 
Newsom the second at 28. If you're the Saints and someone like Justin Fields or a top quarterback is going to fall to 28, are you taking a quarterback? Because I feel like that's a huge transition to go from Drew Brees to either Jameis Winston or I mean, anyone you, anyone yeah, no, you it hear. definitely is. I just don't see the rush for them to go for it right now because you do, you have that option with either Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. And we've, we talked about it on onside chicks. They set themselves up to be in the perfect position where if it doesn't work out with either of them, they can cut ties and they're still fine. So I think they take this year, focus on other things. And if they really think it's not working out, then deal with it next season. Okay. Yeah, this is a team that needs defense and had to shed yeah. so much cap. Yeah. They're missing every player in a spot. So I think what you said, uh, Jordan, is perfect. You either go best player available on defense, which hopefully is a corner for them. I think that would be yeah. a great pick. Or edge or linebacker. Or yeah, they really can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think cornerback, though, would definitely be the best shot for them. All right, I'm going to play Roger Goodell real, real quick. Okay, with the number four pick, the Atlanta Falcons are on the clock. Okay. For the birds that are dirty from the ATL, I've given this a lot of thought, and I in the beginning of this process, I was a just a juggernaut for wanting to trade down and collect picks. I was like, yes, do it. We got a lot of holes now. I'm riding the Kyle Pitts train, dude. Choo choo! Isn't everyone chip? Isn't everyone, yeah, dude? Come on, everybody, bring him to town. He is going to set the offense up for years. Could be a next level, generational player that they find. Give me Matt Ryan, Kyle Pitts, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, holy biscuits and gravy. Makes you want to beat up Mama for dinner. Bring it to the offense. Let's do it, Jordan. I don't know if you had this. You had this look on your face, like, well, because <laughs> the, is it the rumors about Julio Jones? Yeah. That, okay. Good. I'm oh. glad we're on the same page. Bring so, him, bring I, him on. Tell I, I want to think. ask you. I want to ask okay. you about those rumors, Chip. Like, you know, they're open to talking about trading for Julio Jones. Now, I know pa- the Patriots are one of those teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Ravens. I think the Ravens are also one of those teams as well. So. Yeah. You know, you you may, hey, we're probably maybe going to pick Kyle Pitts, but if somebody's ringing up the phone, it's going to shed a lot of your cap room to let go Julio it Jones. After June 1st, that's when this, yeah, that's when this this deal would go down is after June 1st. The Falcons would shed $15 million, I think, after that, which is, well, very much needed. Not as much as the Saints, but in the, pretty close, in the same ballpark. So, so I have question, no problem. My problems. question to you is, is it time to say bye-bye to Julio? I have no problems getting rid of Julio Jones, and I think the teams you mentioned are great. Ravens just picked up an extra first-round pick towards the bottom, a 27, a 29. You give me that for Julio Jones and maybe some other draft capital, maybe next year's draft, maybe a third or a fourth. I have no problem doing that as long as this trade takes place in June 1st. But I have to have a first-round pick for Julio Jones for him to go anywhere. That's okay. going to be my my bottom bottom dollar. What so, do you think is the likelihood that 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 could probably happen on draft night, though? I mean, I, I don't. You think, are the you're the proponent of draft night trades. <clears throat> yeah. You're the guy that talks. If it was night me, trade. 
You're and on the draft network every single day, Chip. <laughs> I mean, I do. And if it really was me, I'd be talking to the I'd be talking to the teams in the lower half of the first round. Um, I think the Patriots are going to look to trade up to get a quarterback. I honestly don't think um, they're going to be in play for that. But I think a team like the Ravens, who have additional draft capital, um, I would definitely talk to them now and say, "Look, you've got Lamar Jackson. You've got a defense. You've got a running game." You're a player or two away from beating the Kansas City Chiefs. I got a guy, Hall of Famer, can make it happen. Give me one of your bottom of the first half, you know, first round picks you just got. I'll call it a day. Let's have a have a beer and you know, enjoy the you know second round tomorrow. You know, Chip, I got four teams. Four teams. Tell me, me what you got. Be, this is gonna be this is gonna be rapid fire. Patriots, Packers, Ravens, Colts. Ravens or Colts, probably. Okay. I just don't think the Packers are going to do – the Packers are wackadoos when it comes to draft night. Let's draft oh, a quarterback. No, Rodgers. let's keep Aaron Rodgers for four more years. That was a great waste for a first-round pick. Yeah. yeah, I don't oh, know man. what they're doing. But. Aaron Rodgers is coming to Tampa, bro. That's Come on. Come on. Come on. The Falcons <laughs> have a ton more needs, but that first round, I'm locked and loaded on Kyle Pitts. If they can trade back, I'm taking that deal only if you have at least two first-round picks – and multiple picks in this year's draft, like a third, fourth, fifth, something like that. So I need at least five or six picks okay. over half that I can spend in this draft right here. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to be Roger Goodell again. Okay. And with welcome to the NFL 2021 <laughs> NFL draft. I don't know whether they'll laugh or cry at that voice. Wait, man. <laughs> we just wait for wait for the wait for the booze. Okay. And on the clock with the first pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars select. Well, we could do Carolina or Jacksonville. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, where one. are we going? Carolina or Jacksonville? You can do Carolina first, Kayla. Right, we'll get to Jacksonville right. outside. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll retract that for a second. Uh, <laughs> with the next pick, the Carolina Panthers pick. Uh, I'm going to say we go corner. So I'm going to say either right. a Patrick Sertan or a JC Horn. I think at number eight, they can get it. Um, I just see yeah. like their secondary, their secondary is the biggest group that needs to be addressed. They're, they're making moves in other places. Um, so they could definitely use help in other places, but where they're sitting at number eight, they've got a really good shot at these two guys, one of these two guys. So, you know, they signed AJ Boye, who I absolutely adore, love him to death. It's a good start. He's also an older player and they've had some mix and matches in this position in the secondary. So, you know, they've got pride. They've got Thomas Oliver out there, but they just really need a top playmaker in that position. So I'm seeing if you're sitting at number eight, just given what we think is going to happen with one through seven and one through six, I really see them being able to take Sertain or JC Horn. And I think, you know, if you are scared about that risk, maybe you look to trade up and maybe the Dolphins are a team that you can kind of persuade to move back to eight. They Especially if you're looking at the Falcons taking Kyle Pitts. I mean, that's just kind of a move that could happen if they don't think they're in play for him. Maybe they move back to eight. Maybe it's not worth sitting at six, just depending on what, you know, the Panthers are going to offer. But I think that's really where you need to go to start. Um, beyond that, I think there's a lot of different areas they could address, but I think this is the most pressing for them in the first I round. would have said O-line for the Carolina. Really? I would have thought, well, I had two questions. One mm -hmm. was going to be O-line, but – Kaylee, you're sitting there. It's draft night. One of these quarterbacks starts to drop, and you end up with, like, Justin Fields is at your door. You know you have Sam Darnold. You only have him on a on a one-year deal. 
what are you going to do if the franchise is right there? You know, Sam Darnold hadn't really had a lot of talent around him, but you yeah. also know that this quarterback you could be drafting could be a franchise player for the next five years. I mean, I would be really about Justin Fields. I think you'd be hard pressed to convince me to take a Trey Lance at that spot, to be honest with you, which if the first picks fall as we think they're going to fall. Um, and if Justin Fields stays near the top, which I, I really think he should, I think it'd be insane if he falls he's too further. Good. He's too good. He's he's. We talked about it on Onside Checks. I think he's probably the most pure talented quarterback besides yeah. maybe Trevor Lawrence on this board. So I think it's tough that to think that he would fall. But if he does fall, I think that any team that Justin Fields falls to, like take him, right? I mean, I think there's so few teams, especially in that top 10, top 15, that couldn't use a quarterback. And I think we've yeah. talked about this before. The best scenario for those quarterbacks is to sit behind someone who's been there. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying Sam Darnold is the best veteran to sit behind, but he's also experienced a world of obstacles. He's experienced having nothing. He's experienced, you know, a dumpster fire of a <laughs> of an nightmares. At he's, I mean, yeah. he's experienced Adam Gase. That's what he yeah. experienced. Yeah. Yeah. So Adam he has Gase. a lot of wisdom to impart on a young quarterback, yeah. I would assume. And I think coming to a better situation, I think the staff is way more equipped to develop quarterbacks and really take them and make them better players. So I think having him sit behind Sam Darnold would be really cool. But I think that's the only guy you do it for, right? I don't I don't think you do it for Trey Lance if Mac Jones falls. I don't think you do it for Mac Jones. But I think you do it for Justin Fields if he's still there. Okay. okay. I think that's I like fair. That. That's fair, too, as well. All should right. We move so on? Now, should we move on to the number one number one pick? Let's, let's swing it to Kayla, yeah, because I'm dying to know. Jacksonville <laughs> okay. has We're just a cornucopia of picks. Yeah, and high rounds. Should I, should I do my players. Should I do my Roger Goodell again? I, I mean, yeah. I can't wait. Okay. <clears throat> Welcome everyone to the NFL 2021 NFL Draft with the first <laughs> with the first pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars pick, Trevor Lawrence. And if yes. they don't, uh, I will be. I will. I no will be not them. available. Yeah. In the streets. I, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be a good time um, if they don't. I think – and we're going to talk about quarterbacks later, and, and we're going to get to whether or not we think these specific guys will be successful based on where they could right. go. But this is just your consensus pick, right? And you can't – you have to, right? Like if you don't and something fails, right? Like if you go a different route right up top, if you go any other, any other route, any other guy on this board – at all in the entire draft and it doesn't work out, you look like the dumbest franchise on the planet. But if Trevor Lawrence, if Trevor, if Trevor well, Lawrence doesn't work out, then like everyone would have picked him in number one, you know, like there's no one, yeah. there's no one in this draft that would not pick Trevor Lawrence at number one. It's just the fact of we're there, we're sitting there. And if we, if we try to make any like sneaky, smart moves, I promise it will not work out. We've done it before. Kaylee, are you a thrower? What do you mean? If you get mad enough, you'll throw things. Oh, yeah. um, no. I do. Night, you have duct tape on your remote? Yeah, I was going to say, do you have like a pillow in front of your TV just in case if you want to throw your phone at the TV? I don't throw things. What I do is I get up and I pace and I silently um, cry. Like I do the single <laughs> silent tears. No, I'm the that, same. That rolls down my cheek. Yeah, like when we, when we lost the AFC championship, um, I did get up oh, from the no. bar – in public 
and then pace behind the bar and then silently cry in the bathroom of the oh, alehouse. No. So, <laughs> you know, when the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts last year, oh, I God. with my mom, jaw on the floor, silence, got up and went out in my front yard and just stood there and like contemplated my life for a second. I was like, I thought you would have hell did we just get here? I thought and you would have done that with uh passing over Justin Jefferson for uh in that moment i was choosing to remain positive and I, was, I think after that everybody was watching that was going what are the eagles doing oh yeah no it was it was definitely um a whirlwind of emotions last draft and i'm not looking forward to to this weekend it'll be fine everybody so, has, that's, really? that's really? why i think draft I season is christmas Everybody Let's, can hope the best for their teams. Let's They're realize. playing raw paper scissors. Correct, <laughs> correct quote. Let's uh, let's reel this back to the number one pick. The Trevor Lawrence is this the safest pick for you guys, Kaylee? Right? I mean, this is you, yeah. you can't you can't go any other way. I mean, unless unless somebody throws like the most bomb ass trade where you guys are out of one to get out of there. There's, I mean, there's, there's no I, other way. You guys cannot pick Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it, the city what brought brought uh, bought him and his wife wedding gifts already or something like that. Like it's yeah. a lot, right? They're already yes. donating to local charities. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, he. It's so crazy because we. So if you don't know E Dilla on Twitter, he's like a big Jaguars like person personality on Twitter. But he basically organized a GoFundMe of buying Trevor Lawrence, you know, the $399 like touchscreen toaster that I'm dying for. What? Excuse me? You, it shows you, I mean, look it up. You're going to need one immediately, but he bought them that. And then he also got them a $999. I don't know why they can just round it up to thousand dollars, but $999 espresso machine. And then Trevor Lawrence in turn donated 20,000 to Jacksonville charities with a little tag on the end being like, hope to join your community soon. And I'm like, I feel like this is not legal, but we're here. Yeah. Is that all it takes is a toaster with a touchscreen and a thousand dollar. The touchscreen toaster. Are you yeah, looking at it? I'm like looking it. at it right now. I'm blown away. <laughs> I've been asking for it for a while. You know what's kind of crazy? I'm just gonna call out men real quick. Men overall. When the when what? the PS5 when the PS5 came out, you know how many men were on Twitter like my girl better get me the PS5. My man better get me the four hundred dollar touchscreen toaster because <laughs> okay. I don't know if I don't know what my bagel is going to physically look like when it comes out of the toaster. I'm already at a disadvantage. It's actually oh, yeah. uh, two oh, two seventy. It's actually two seventy nine ninety five on Williams Sonoma, and actually uh, uh, two ninety nine two ninety nine ninety nine on Bed Bath and Beyond. I'm getting it now. I'm getting it now. It. Wow. All right. So this shows pictures of what the food should look like after it's toasted. Yes. So it shows you like, because you know how they wow. have like one through 10 and you're I'm supposed to select it? With how I'm very picky. I'm, I love a carb. I'm very picky. So I'm like, you know what? The one through 10 doesn't do it for me because some toasters, you know how some ovens, 350 is not the same on all ovens. So yeah. like some will faster. Yeah, it's just like that. And I'm like, at least this shows you exactly what it's going to look like when it comes out of the toaster. And it has notice. like a waffle option. Oh, we're gonna. Look oh, at you're it. bringing it on. What? Okay. This okay. is my favorite episode. Wow. <laughs> so this is wow. Okay. If my my internet will agree with us, yeah, I'm gonna get here. Wow. That way, can pull up. Yeah, so, I mean. Okay. This is a work of art. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. This is what it takes to land a number one draft pick. Three hundred ninety nine dollar yeah. or two hundred ninety nine dollar 
toaster. And what was the espresso machine? Nine hundred ninety nine. Nine hundred ninety. That's not. I mean, at the end of the day, what eleven hundred bucks? You get a six six quarterback, five star recruit. It's worth it if you think that he's the future of the waffle bot. Yes, it has a waffle option. It it is just (laughs) incredible. I swear, I'm gonna. I'm about to put my Venmo on the screen. You guys. (laughs) (laughs) Donate so we can get the touchscreen toaster. I mean, look at this thing. I mean, it shows all the options. Have you That's ever like, like, met someone who doesn't have a toaster in their house? Wow. No, when I moved, I didn't have a toaster. And I asked my grandma for a toaster, a little toaster oven for Christmas. And she said, are you kidding? I was like 13. And I was like, no, grandma, I really Wait. need a toaster oven. Like, we don't have ours anymore. I and couldn't I live without it. it. That has a lot of things that it can toast, almost like weapons. Like LaVisca Chenault. A little yeah. uh, Marvin Jones. A DJ a Shark, of, if you will. Give me a nice little toast of James Robinson out of the backfield. <laughs> mm-hmm. I yeah. get you, Jacksonville. You're toasty. You're warming this, up over there, aren't you? If if Trevor Lawrence doesn't work out, I just don't know what to tell. I don't know what to say anymore. You know what I mean? Burn bagels like, and wreck the espresso machine. <laughs> I just don't even know what to do. I think it's a lost cause at that point. Right? Like, I think the city's cursed if Trevor Lawrence doesn't work out. It will work out. Uh, yeah. I, I, totally no, I fully believe in him. I'm definitely I rooting to work so. because you brought in the the ex college coach, Urban Meyer, who yep. we all know how he is in college. He, you know, he's at a team for a couple of years at win, and then he somehow has to retire for various reasons. And now he's taking a shot. You just, oh my God, you just crossed your eyes on that one, Kaylee. I don't love him. (laughs) Well, good. I believe your current relationship would hate that. I I just, I want it, I want it to work out because, you know, Miami's doing well. You've got the champs in Tampa Bay. And then, you know, Jacksonville's, Jacksonville's been like that. They're on the small been that small weak kid on the playground where nobody picks for like kickball or whatever and he's just left you know sitting on the bench for the rest of the, the rest of PE. Yeah, he's oh. the kid in the corner. So I want this Good, to work. No Valentines. Oh, he didn't no one does his Valentines <laughs> in so class. All right, guys, this is bringing up <laughs> This is bringing up terrible traumatic memories for me, but no, I I um Yeah, I mean, look, like we've one time we almost went to the Super Bowl. In 26 years, that's not quite enough. You know, like I know we're young, we're a young franchise, but that's not quite enough. I just, I, I just worry, you know, I stress, I just feel like we're doomed to this life forever. And we shouldn't be because our brand, our logo, our uniforms, fire, all fire. Everything's turning around. You guys have a pool at your stadium. That's awesome. Yeah. Like the There's Bucks don't even have that. We've, we got a we got a pirate ship, but no pool. I mean, come on. For God's sake. We had a jail in ours at one point. Well, a that's jail. because that's that makes because, sense. That's, that makes that's sense. justifiable because Eagles fans are probably the worst people in the world. No offense, but you guys are terrible. <laughs> they are. No offense. No, you guys are terrible. Fine. It's fine. It's, fine. it's deserved. Very like, much you know so. what we should do after we won a Super Bowl? Destroy our town. Mm. Punch horses and just <laughs> Eat, eat yeah. feces, you know. Just I actually got a black eye and I cut my lip open because, <laughs> guy, you know, because oh somebody in front of me was pretending to be an eagle and just full on knocked me in the face. Wow. wow. 
That's my Super Bowl story. Kaylee, <laughs> Kay I wanted to ask you as a Jacksonville fan, is there a slim, slim chance that they don't pick Lawrence at one? Like they go and they go a different round and say, Hey, you know what? We think Zach Wilson's our guy, or or we might get or we pick Justin Fields. I mean, is there like the slimmest chance that they just say, you know what, we have misdirected everybody and we're not taking Trevor Lawrence at one? Uh no. I think I think at this point it he's the most NFL ready quarterback, right? Like there's there's Trevor Lawrence, there's a gap, and then there's the other guys, right? And I think Justin Fields leads that pack, but I think there's still such a stark difference between those three or four guys and Trevor Lawrence. So I think if you're going to go the quarterback route, which you've really given yourself zero other options. So you have to go the quarterback route. He's the number one guy. He's the number one quarterback. He's probably the generational guy that's going to be around in the next five to 10 years. Ideally, I don't think you really have an option. Cuts his hair first year or second year? Uh, none. No. None. <laughs> none. You can't. No, come on now. Throwing oh, rocks of uh, quarterback love need to be out there on display. Can you imagine if he started wearing like the double French braids? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> NFL. Then Jacksonville will burn. I can <laughs> see him pulling a Justin Herbert and just like cutting it all off. And no, I still have the for that. How fast do you think he'll become a Florida man? Quick. Well, it, it didn't. It didn't take Minshew long, so I don't think yeah. it's going to take. Dude, Tom long. Brady was in the coldest place in America. He came down here for one year, and he was thawed, <laughs> drunk, and right. won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Brady was here for like less than six months, and he's already like Florida man two I mean, Yeah, it's not going to take. It's not going to take Trevor Lawrence long. I mean, not. not at all. I think he'll. He's going to move through well. So what we should do now? We've all talked about quarterbacks. We know the number one guy, but statistically. One of these four guys we're talking about right now, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. Haven't really said much about Zach Wilson, but it'll be interesting to hear what we all think. So usually quarterbacks in this area, there hadn't been this many, and there could be for the first time in NFL history, four drafted. Usually 25% or one of these guys is going to only make it. The other three will fail, be not above average quarterbacks, not transcendent athletes, not running your franchise, and will typically be gone before the end of their first contract, asked the New York Jets, a la Sam Darnold. Um, so which one do we think is going to be the failure? We're going to start with Kaylee, and then Jordan, and then Evan, and then I'll go last because I brought up the segment. Ah. <clears throat> Who do we think is going to be the failure? Who's going to be – well – Who's gonna who's who's gonna be the one that? All right, hold on. Flour, flourish, that. flourish, or or flounder. Flour, you could do flourish or flop, but I want to hear the guy that's gonna be twenty five percent. Only one of the guys is gonna be great. Usually, other three are not are gonna be middle of the road. We think Trevor Lawrence is obviously the safest pick. I think. Do we all agree on that? Yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah, so, out that. of those other three quarterbacks, who's the worst one? I'm not going to say the worst one. What I'm going to say is I think situationally, because I think we see that like the team that they're drafted into is not necessarily the best scheme, the best fit doesn't work out long-term. I think Justin Fields, unfortunately could be the most likely one to land in that spot. I do think Zach Wilson, if he goes to the jets is going to 
I just believe in what they're building there culture wise. I believe in what they're trying to do rebuilding. So I think I, I'm not saying they're going to turn around and win the Super Bowl in three years, but I think that is going to be a successful place for him to land. I think Mac Jones um, could also be in the running for the flop, just depending. Like if he goes third to the 49ers, I could really see that not working out for them. But I think, you unfortunately, one silly pants. I know. I, I think. I'm going to go with Justin Fields. I think there if he go. falls and goes somewhere that is not in the top 10 and sits behind someone, I could see where maybe it doesn't work out. Or if someone tries to push him into starting too early in a bad team, a bad system, then maybe we see him down the line, go somewhere else and turn out to have a great career. But I think right off the bat, if he falls, tough, tough time. Jordan, what do you think? Kaylee, I hate that you're kind of right because I love him. And I <laughs> but like, it's true. It's accurate. But the guy that I think is going to flop is Big Mac, Mac Jones. I am not sold on him at all. I can't see him, especially with the way it's looking, going to the 49ers. One, I don't actually, I'm not fully convinced that the 49ers are actually over Jimmy G. I think they're in like a weird in-between. And I think if they don't trade him this year and he's their starter, he comes out, he's going to have a fire lit under him. If he can stay healthy, I think they there's a chance that they just fall back in love with him. Because we have to remember, this was a team that was just in the Super Bowl two years ago. Like, they were a solid team. So all this Jimmy G kind of came out of nowhere, and now it's just how it is. So say Mac Jones goes to the 49ers at three. I can't see him being their starter. I just can't see it working out. And even if he does end up on a team where he is their guy, from an athletic quarterback standpoint, I just don't see him being a franchise guy. I see him being more of like a Drew Locke where he might skate by for a little bit but won't ever actually take it to the next level. Okay. Al Bushman, what do you got, man? <laughs> Oh it's wow! Good, it's, well, depressed. I'm, I'm taking he's pondering, taking, he's pondering everything. I like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm pondering elements of of how one of these guys could fail because out out of the rest of the pack after number one, because you know obviously it depends on where they land, and that's the biggest thing. Because if you've got yeah. a guy that's an average, you've got a guy that's probably predicted to be in the top ten or the top fifteen, but lands in the wrong scheme you could have a guy that that's gonna suck and that's not that's not totally his fault that could be like another sam darnold situation sam sam darnold pretty good quarterback in the wrong system and he hasn't really been able to show his talents of what he can do because of the system he went to when he was drafted if i was to pick the person or the qb that i'm leaning towards mac jones because the SEC, when you're on Alabama, the SEC, the rest of the SEC is they're they're like high school teams when you're playing in the SEC. And when you've got your receivers that are wide open where you could fit a whole car in between them and the corners, you know, it's it's easy peasy, man. <laughs> you've and you play, you've got an offensive line that's protecting you all day. Car. Yeah. You, I mean, what I what I saw what I saw in the national championship was it was the Devonta Smith show. It wasn't the yeah. Mac Jones show. It was the Devonta Smith show. And it it's it was almost like you see Mac Jones just lob a ball up in the air and say, well, he's going to catch it because he's burning all these corners. And he's making these guys look stupid. I don't think he's ready for the pressure yet when it comes to the bigger, faster game that he's going into. Now, granted, if he gets drafted by the 49ers, going into a good, pretty good situation. They've got a good off, they've got a pretty good offensive line. You're going with a, a good coach in Kyle Shanahan. 
but it's the tools that's going to make him a, a quarterback that I'm I'm on the fence about because I don't think he's ready for the bigger, faster, stronger of the NFL. And when you're coming from the SEC where it's you're scoot you're scooting by and skating by playing teams where you just lobbing the ball to your your wide receivers, I just don't think he's ready for that yet. I, I really don't. I think that's the guy that's I want to see do well because I think he has the tools to be a good quarterback. I just don't think he's he's gonna do well. I think he might be a flop. That's who I've got as as my flop is Mac Jones. I think I'm gonna have to go with Kaylee on this one with Fields, just due to the fact that his athletic ability gets him out of so many jams, and you see that there's been a lot of discussion on him getting through his reads and going through his progressions, and in an NFL league you have to be able to go through those checks and everyone is athletic you've got guys that are 240 to 260 pounds who will run you know four or five or can almost you know run sub four four nine or something like that so everybody's an athlete and I think you look at the guys that succeed in the NFL you can have guys that are mentally above everyone else, like a Peyton Manning, like a Drew Brees, like an Aaron Rodgers, who some of those guys when they're younger, a little bit more agile. But I just see Mac Jones falling into one of those categories, one of those guys who's very cerebral and can read a system and can move around um, in the pocket. Although both universities, Ohio State and Alabama, never have good quarterbacks that transition well into the NFL. They're both horrible. So I think that Fields being a little more raw, having better athletic talent gets you to the NFL. But in the NFL, everybody's athletic. Everybody can do what you can do. Chip, so but think, don't you think his his athletic ability, what he can do, what we've seen he can do on the field, doesn't he doesn't that push him above the rest of the guys? Because and it also depends on what system he goes into because of what how raw he is and how he can make plays with not only his arm but also his legs too as well though. Everybody's an athlete in the NFL. Yeah. There are defensive linemen that run as fast as Justin Fields. True. So I mean that's the and I mean that and that's the scary part. If you're a quarterback that runs and you don't you can't get through your reads or you don't look for your checkdowns or you don't go through your progressions, is that there's somebody who's six four, three hundred and five pounds that ran a four five three that's coming to freaking nail you. So that's what I think he's probably the one the biggest chance for you know, dropping and 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 having issues transitioning. I think Mac Jones, though, athletically is is not is very subpar, obviously, compared to everyone else we're looking at. But I think mentally, you can put him in an offense that's West Coast, really short, like San Francisco. They run slants, curls, everything within ten or fifteen yards, and you get the ball out really fast. You don't have to worry about rush and things like that. So San Fran's also they're also a run heavy team too. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's very true. Yeah. So we'll also, see. But yeah, Kaylee, you're right. Justin Fields, I think, be the guy that drops. I feel like if you combine Justin Fields and Mac Jones, they'd make the perfect quarterback because I think Mac yeah. Jones is really smart, right? Like he's that guy that you want. Mentally, he's NFL ready. He's NFL veteran right. if you look at his mental capabilities. But yeah, I mean, I, I think the best case scenario would be for him. I hated the idea of him going to San Francisco because I just thought that was wild to take him at three but now that I'm looking at it I'm like that might be great for him to sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo if they rebuild what they had two years ago and let Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. take the lead like I would be interested to see what he does there but let's use that transition to 
way too early projections for <laughs> <laughs> offensive. That's what's fun about the draft show. Love it. <laughs> offensive and defensive rookies of the year. We'll start with the offensive rookie of the year. Evan, who's your way too early projected winner of offensive I mean, rookie of the year? I mean, I think I'm probably going to steal a lot of people's thunder when I say Kyle Pitts. You know, turkey. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, isn't it obvious? The guy is just a dynamic football player. He's going to make an immediate impact, whatever team he goes on, which is probably going to be the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, the guy yeah. is built like a semi truck. He is built like Calvin Megatron Johnson. That's just, <laughs> and he's a tight end for God. He's a tight end, which is, which it's is to fair. me like, which to me, like tight ends are getting bigger and bigger each yeah. and every college football season, which is nuts. The guy is 6'6", 240 pounds. If the Falcons pass on him and let him drop to Miami, I'm, I'll be very mad at your team. Uh, I will not be because our offense is good already. And we got a lot of a lot of holes. Even though you, even though you're, we we play each other in the NFC South. I I want sure. that. I want the Bucks to have a challenge like that to defend a guy like Kyle Pitts. So. I'm going to go Kyle Pitts as way too early offensive player of the year. That's who I've got. Yeah, that's who I was taking too. I think an obvious one too is also Trevor Lawrence. I think you could go that route. I think this kind of tends to be a quarterback um, award. But at the same time, like you said, Kyle Pitts, he goes to an organization and he is like that last missing piece that they need to take them to the next level. Trevor Lawrence, I think he's going to come in and he is going to be outstanding, but Jacksonville still has some work to do to get them to that next level. So I just don't know numbers wise, if he's going to be able to come out and do anything extraordinary to get him to be offensive rookie of the year or Kyle Pitts, whether it's Falcons or Miami, like he goes there and he's going to be able to execute and then he's going to be able to, sorry, I'm kind of pushing for the Miami route. <laughs> um, but if wherever he ends up, he is going to be absolutely unbelievable. So he is my offensive rookie of the year. I love him so much. <laughs> I'll go, I'll go off the page and I'll say long shot uh, Jamar chase. And I'll say, if he goes chip, that's not uh, a long shot. It could happen. I like that. I like if that. he goes to Cincinnati and pairs back with his college quarterback, his bestest buddy in the whole world, um, <laughs> they could definitely light the town on fire. Obviously, the chemistry they would have would supersede some of the things that Burrow did last year. I think the Bengals should go offensive tackle. Your great quarterback is not a great quarterback if he can't stand up or not be True. killed uh, <laughs> in the pocket. So I think you go offensive line first. <laughs> If you're Cincinnati, but if you decide to roll the dice, try to do that in the second round, take Jamar Chase. Their chemistry, obviously, undoubted, and uh, that would be a good race to see. Okay, I like it. I like it. I think I'm also not going to go Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson because I think when you put a quarterback in that position right off the bat and you still have a lot of rebuilding to do, I don't know that that – no matter how much success you have, I don't know if it's going to transition into this award just because – you could put up better stats than anyone, but if your team is still 500 or under, I don't know how much of a leg you have to stand on trying to win rookie of the year, but yeah. I'm going to go off off page two. I'm going to go Devonte Smith just because I love him. I think he's that. being very overlooked just by his size. I think he's got the speed of the game. I think he's very NFL ready compared to a lot of other guys on this board. I think he's physical. He's aggressive. He's fast. He, he knows his routes. He's another player that is just very, very smart. His mental game is up there. He's ready. 
So I think uh, I think he's going to be overlooked in this sense, and I think maybe he'll start slow, but I think near the end of the season, he's really going to pick it up, and I kind of like him for this. But I Kaylee, just love him overall. Kaylee, I'm, I'm glad that you brought him up. How would you mm-hmm. rank him as as wide receivers go? How do you rank him in the, in the draft? Is he first one off, second one off, or is he the third one off the board? I think personally, I think he's the best wide receiver in the draft, just based on my personal opinion and what, what I saw him do. I like Jamar Chase. I like him a lot, but I think transitioning to the NFL, Devontae Smith stands out to me way more. He just looks more ready, but I think he's going to go third. Honestly, I think, like we said, he, his name was really up there coming out of the national championship, coming into kind of the offseason, but it's been real quiet lately, so I feel like he is going to fall, which honestly, giving him a chip on his shoulder isn't necessarily a bad thing either, and I think a lot of those guys tend to do really well. Justin Jefferson is a really great example of that, so you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what he does, but I think he's going to go later than he should. Can I, can I have one more before we go to defense? Yeah. Yeah, that's what you got. Waddle. Jalen mm. Waddle from Alabama. Like he's, waddle? he's Yeah. He's he's okay. the other he's the other wide receiver from Alabama, which I like too. I mean, yeah. he's a speedster. He's like a Tyreek Hill esque type wide receiver. Yeah. You put you put him in a, a spot, maybe like Arizona, even though Arizona is kind of already loaded on wide receiver as it is. Now you guys but, didn't like that when I said that pick last week. No one liked that. Did you say that last week? Yes, I don't remember. I don't Jaylen, love I, no, I can see it, Lions. Jalen Wallace Lions. I can see that too. I can see that too, yeah. Because yeah. they need something there. Yeah. They need something for Jared Goff to throw too. They got nobody right now. I just don't feel like we saw enough of him, if that makes sense. Like I know we saw him, but I just don't feel like we saw enough to convince me that he's going to Well, it's the Devonta Smith show. That's why. Yeah. It was the Devonta Smith show in Alabama. That's why we didn't see enough of him. I mean, and I want yeah, everyone but... can keep harping on him for his weight. In my mind, you look at his raw talent. He is yeah. unbelievable. His weight to me doesn't scare me. You get him with a meal, like you get him on the right meal plan. You get him with a trainer. That's something that you can build over time. That talent you can't change. And he's got a lot of it. Okay. Let's go to Your defense. Point. Defensive rookie of the year. Kaylee, you go. You, you go first. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the obvious. I'm going to say Micah Parsons. I Damn just it. think. I know, I know. It's hard. I would go off page, but I really, really, really believe that he's just going to light it up. Like, I think he is going to just be very dominant. I think if he lands in the right position with the right team, I think he can make a huge impact. There's a lot of teams needing this position and needing a guy like this to come and fill that fill that void for them. So I think he's going to end up in a situation where he can make an immediate impact. He can really put, you know, good plays together. He can really make a name for himself. And I think that's kind of the main thing is I think he's going to have an easier path to making plays and being, I guess, looked at in the sense of his position specifically, whereas a lot of these other guys, they'll probably start, especially these like top five to 10 guys, but I don't know that they're going to be in a position on their respective teams to really have as much of an impact as Micah Parsons will. Who do you think drafts him? (sighs) I don't that's know. A question. Yeah. I mean, that's that's. Uh, I don't know, and I, I see him as high as in the top ten, and as low as in like seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, there's one, there's one yeah. team that sticks out to me the most that loves defensive players like this, especially with the players that have have had off field issues like Parsons has. Where are you going with this? The Raiders. 
I think John he's gone Green. before then. Because what you are think the so? Yeah. They're seven. Or they're the at seventeen. They're at seventeen. Seventeen. If yeah. he falls I mean, to seventeen, see... something wrong. Something is wrong. Yeah. yeah. I see New England. I really like them. If Denver yeah. doesn't get a quarterback, I still like them. I like the Giants. Um. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be interesting like to see. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see. I think if he draw, and honestly, I think he's the best linebacker on the board. I was actually yeah. going to stay. I I totally agree, and I would take him. But just to stay to somebody else, I'm going to go Zaven Collins from Tulsa. Yes, who is a mammoth man child of a player, six four, like two sixty. Uh, this guy played basketball and also played several positions. Uh, in high school, I think he played quarterback as well. Uh, but this guy is a freak. He goes all over the field, great in pass coverage, can be a rusher. He's going to go somewhere in the bottom half probably. I can't imagine him going to a team that already has a good defense. If you put him on the Ravens and they just say, hey, look, go get a quarterback. That's all you have to do. This guy can play with his hand in the dirt or stand up and straight rush a quarterback. And it would be scary. I can't yeah. imagine him going to the Browns with a Jadavion Clowney, put him on the opposite side. You still, I mean, it would be disgusting if you put him on a team that already has a premier pass rusher and just let him do his thing. So I'm going to say Zaven Collins. That's mine. I like that. I like yeah. that too. No, I love him. He's, I can't believe he's going to fall to like as late as he will because I think he's going to be not a sleeper because he's still a first round guy, but I just think he's going to be a standout. I'll go, wow. I was going to go Parsons just because for obvious reasons. I'll go Sertan just because. Yeah. Um, you can't go wrong with him. He's, I think, personally the best cornerback in this draft. I hate to even say it. I think he's going to end up on the Cowboys, but like unbiased. <laughs> Like they need sucks. a lot of help though, so he'll fit they right in. Lot, they need they can, they can build up their offense as much as they want. They're not going to be able to get anywhere if they don't build this defense. And I can see him falling to ten. I can realistically, I feel like that's where he'd end up. And if they if he's available and they don't take him, I think that's the stupidest move on their end because I think he is the guy that can start moving their defense in the right direction. But I just think he's going to come out and be a beast. Yep. I'm going to go probably somebody out of left. I'm going to go Zavin Collins uh, out of Tulsa. You're going to take my Zavin. You took him. Zavin. Oh, did you take him? Wow. wow. Are we on the same podcast? Wow. Sorry. I'm sorry, man. Now we know what Evan does when you talk. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's it's these. That's okay. It's these. No, then all then Trayvon, Trayvon no. Moring, TCU. No, I'll go back. I'll go to. Uh, I love that guy. I'll, I'm, I hope I'm saying his name right. It's it's. You're not going to. Kitty, kid, what? Kitty Pay? Kitty Pay? Quitty. Quitty. Quitty Pay. Pay. Yeah, Quitty from Michigan. Pay. I, Michigan. Put him in, yes, if you put him in a, a spot, I would say like for the Colts where they need to beef up their, their pass rush, I think he could probably do well with them. Like the Colts already have a, a pretty good defense as it is to beef it up like that. I think it's somebody that could probably shine. He's what, 6'4", he's about two, 275. So, you know, you, you put him in the gym. A little get him bit in that ballpark. Yeah. yeah, so I beef him up a little bit more. I think he can make an impact on the Colts, so he could be somebody like that. But obviously, look, Mika Parsons is probably going to be the defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. he's Like, like hands down. Yeah. Like hands I don't know, dude. I'm still sticking with my Trayvon. I'm still. I love Trayvon Morick. TCU, six one, 
208, I think, is NFL comparison. I think you're going to like this one, L. Bushman, is Antoine Winfield Jr., free safety. Can kind of move around, plays in the middle of the field. There's only one Antoine Winfield Jr. (laughs) But, yeah, this is another guy. There can be be only one. Okay. (laughs) I like him as well. So, But, yeah, we'll see what the story is on that. I'm I'm excited for this year's draft because, you know, you're going to have an audience there. People get the yeah. hug, Roger Goodell. He's been vaccinated twice. He's vaccinated, um, complete. Vaccinated. Right. It's it's back to normalcy for the the draft, man. It's going to be great. You know, all the prop bets are going on and everything. It's going to be nice to see normalcy back with the NFL. I yeah. can't wait. Oh wait, happen. one more question. I know before we wrap up here, average trades in the NFL over the past several years in the first round is five. Ooh, five. Wow. I want to get your lot. over yeah. over unders. First round this year, five trades. I think it's been the average since like 2016, 2017, maybe. That feels heavy. So it is is a little heavy, maybe. So I'll go ahead and start first. Um, I honestly think the talent in this draft is in the first half, and you can't go any deeper than like 15 or 16 tops. Like that, all the talent will be gone. Now, knowing that the first four quarter, first four picks could be quarterbacks, maybe that means you really only have like ten or eleven in there. That means half of everybody would have to trade, which I don't see happening. So I'm going to say under uh, five trades this year. Yeah, I'm going to go under two. The only I can see us sitting at two trades on draft night. I can see the Broncos trading up, and I can see the Patriots trading up. But other than that, there really isn't anything that stands out to me. I can't, especially I can't find three or four other teams that are going to be looking to trade up. So I'll take the under. You know what? Screw it. I'll take the over on it. <laughs> you guys are wow. both going under. I'll take the over. I mean, what you what you said it was five. You said it was five. Well, yeah, five. five. So we'll go six. Well, we can, we'll go, we'll we can six. name five teams they've just talked about with trading. So they talked about the Ravens, Bears, Washington. Uh, Patriots and Denver. That's your five. I say six. Somebody's going to come out of left field and, and want to so, trade back. Trade rumors. Jackson. Maybe a Julio Dunstrand. Uh, yeah. For 32. That could somebody be a could, trade back somebody, then, too. Yeah, I would say six because somebody could trade back in or a trade back. I'm, I'm going six. So, yeah, you guys can take your under if you want to. Okay. I'll take under. Kaylee, what do you yeah. think? I'm going under. I think. Like you said, I think there's so there's a huge gap, right? The talent does fall off right yeah. around mid mid round, and I think it's tough to get up there because there's already been teams to trade up there. There's already been teams that have really tried that or explored that option and just haven't found the right whether it's pieces to move around to make it happen or they just don't think that they're going to get high enough to get the guy they really want. But I think when you look at the guy, the teams that are up there in the top 10, like they need to be up there in the top 10, right? Like there's not a lot of teams up there that can really afford to fall back or afford to take another year without like their star guy, right? Like I, I just don't see a lot of teams, especially in the top five, six, seven, you know, all the way up to 10, really being able to afford trading back. I mean, the Dolphins potentially just because they've really, you know, outsmarted pretty much everyone at these draft pick trades but but i think when it comes to legitimate yeah but like i mean the Bengals, the falcons every like one two three like 
the 49ers traded to be up there, right? So they're not going to trade back. I just think every, you look at everyone, they have very specific needs that they can accomplish at the spot that they're in. I don't know that this is the year that they're going to give that up, but I think a lot of teams will try. So I'll put it at three. What's what's the team that I could actually just screw up their whole draft? The Eagles. I was going to say the Eagles. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you mean, can't take my own the team. The Falcons could seriously disrail themselves with the wrong pick here if they don't. If you take a quarterback, it could be a guy that you sit and then Matt Ryan stays for two or three years and plays great. If you take a Kyle Pitts and then Matt Ryan leaves next year, you're really up shit creek with that. <laughs> I mean, the Falcons really do. This is like rubber meets the road time. And you're also – there's a GM and a head coach that have never met, never talked, never drafted, haven't scouted. They've known each other for 67 days. So Arthur Blank's got to be drinking Home Depot stock and just loving life right now. <laughs> you know, the Eagles were – we made the move to trade back, and then there's still talks of us trading back up into the top. Like, we have no idea – what we're doing. We have no idea what direction we're going to go in. There's talks of us trading. Paper, back, rock, scissors. Paper rock, scissors. Uh, Jordan. Rock, yeah, no, we are a hot mess express. Wait, do you guys say paper, rock, scissors? Yeah, I was going to question that. You guys say paper, rock, scissors? I say rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Not paper, rock. What I say did, rock. I, did I say paper, rock, scissors? You, you said, said paper, paper, rock. That's you why both really just concerned. said paper, rock, scissors. I said right, rock, well, paper, then. scissors. No, play it back, run the, the tape. I yeah, no, you definitely said paper rock. Hey, oh, you were just named Zayvon Collins twice in less than three minutes, Evan, so you don't get any latitude on this cast. Yeah. No, no. no I, guess <laughs> I guess I'll go, like, hit my bowl again. It's fine. It's cool. <laughs> wow. 420 was last week. It's okay. That's right. So? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts before we close out our draft show? Wow. No, great show. And I will be on the edge of my seat on Thursday. Yeah, I'm going to be a nervous wreck. Yeah. Yep. Saturday, I'll either get banned or kicked out of the trap. So we'll see what happens on Saturday. Okay. What's that? Should we be pulling for one? Should we pull for you to get kicked out? Well, you know, bad press is still good press. So I'll be. I'll be video, you know, live thing and, and mm-hmm. taking pictures. So we'll see what happens if, if I get kicked out and banned from the drop. Okay. So we'll see. Wow. Okay. Excellent. Make sure you post all the arrested footage and everything on the website. No, I won't get arrested. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to do anything that's going to be, that's going to like incriminate me or get me arrested. I'm just saying, you know, I'll probably get banned or kicked out from, Great. you know, I hate I'll going be, to race games. Something I'll be, I'll be wearing. You're not going to get banned. I might get banned. Or <laughs> like I just worst want to be case, associated with somebody that gets banned. That's all. No, worst case scenario, really? I'll get kicked. Yeah. Out. Worst case scenario, or I'll ask to get to to put on something else. Worst case scenario. So okay. hey, goals you got to have them. I have yeah. goals, and that goal is Good. to cause cause a cause a ruckus. So we'll see. Love that for you. Make sure you're following Evan for updates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Saturday follow. Live updates. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure to follow us everywhere at Play the Bay TV, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, all the places. And we will catch you guys post-draft. Like after the draft. Should we do a post-draft show if everybody's available? 
Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if Post I'll be available, but you draft show. Me. I won't be available, but why not? I mean, <laughs> I guess I'm the only one available, so I'll just do one by myself. Again, <laughs> tune in to Evan's Instagram. <laughs> Follow along with all of the shenanigans. Probably Twitter, actually. Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I guess we'll catch you guys as a show post-draft. It'll be, it's wild. Wild to think. We're already here. I know. All right. And then fantasy fantasy football coming up too. Stop. Later on. Too early. Too early. Months away. Months, months, months away. Months, months away. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Play the Bay. We'll be back again with another episode on the Believe Podcasting Network. If interested in advertising, please contact Believe.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.